Welcome to season two, episode nine of the Marketing Matters podcast from BSA. I'm sitting here, well, almost sitting here. I'm sitting looking at David over a, a, a Zoom meeting, though other uh, other video conferencing apps are available. Uh, yeah, but in our experience, this is the best one. Well, that's very true, yes. But yeah, we're, we're sort of, I'm sitting here in my home in, in Glossop, David's in Broadbottom. And um, today we just, oh, I should say welcome, David. I haven't said that yet. Good morning. Good morning. Today, a while ago, we started talking about the idea of bringing the reason why you do what you do into your marketing. And we've been sort of looking looking at that in a bit more detail. So I guess maybe everybody's been uh, taking a, a fairly philosophical view of life over the past few weeks. And we thought it would be worthwhile just exploring this question of philosophy and what place your philosophy should have in your sort of business model. And this was something, David, that you sort of started the conversation on last week. So uh, just, do you want to just sort of fill us in on what your thoughts are? Yeah, I, I think I must say it came at me not particularly from from thinking about what we discussed about Simon Sinek's policy of uh, idea of the starting with why, but more generally about you know, people who uh, who listen regularly will know that uh, and people who know know me will know that it's something the whole principle of what it is that we do and, and why we do it is something that in, in a bizarre way I've kind of struggled with for for a long time. And that set me on to the trying to understand the philosophy of why I do what I do, because I think that is at, at the heart of, of, of why I get up every day. And I start to wonder as to whether actually if I can nail down the philosophy of my reasoning, why I, why I think the way I do, that might be helpful in understanding how I can communicate with, with others about, about the business. And, and it's, it's very much a work in progress, I might say, but there's definitely some aspect of looking to work with clients very much in a partnership environment rather than, a, than perhaps a customer supplier environment where I feel it's important that for my role that or for our role that we are very much taking ownership of what we're doing and not simply trying to deliver on a, a specific something that we've been asked to do yeah I don't know what you think yeah I mean and I think you're right and I but I guess the thing that comes into my head is the fact that obviously we're thinking about our philosophy on life and why why we're in business. How important do you think it is that customers actually buy or, or our clients buy into that philosophy? Because I, I, I think it's quite important. Personally. I mean, I, I was going to go further. I, th- I think it's essential. Yeah. And, and I think that um, one of the issues I've, I, I've, I've struggled with is the idea of, what, you know, how can I promote what what we do how do we promote what we do because what we do is about support to help somebody make their uh, their business plans take them through to completion so it's not a specific thing in that sense and it, it almost sounds a bit a bit crass or a bit woolly just to say well, well we just want to help you but but actually deep down that's what it's not only what I want to do. I believe it's very much what we do. And I think that the starting point is to understand what somebody wants to do with their business and then use both our knowledge of of running businesses for for many years, but also our practical ability and, uh, and technical capabilities to actually make things happen. But in a in a scenario where it's not about just saying, well, this is what we do, we need to sell it to you. It's actually if 
we don't believe that what we can do can really help you achieve your your end goal we shouldn't be doing it yeah and i, I think the thing you, you mentioned there about not not needing to sell it to you i think is is very true i mean i was one of the things we do for a client is to sort of manage their videos and i was watching one of their videos uh, this week while i was uh, dealing with it i must admit that i don't often watch them right from beginning to end but this one i did it was actually i mean the, the subject of the video was i mean it was about a an african safari guide talking about how he dealt with having to do to guide a blind customer or a blind guest and how much it has sort of impacted on um, the way he viewed the world the point of the story was that he said at the end he, he, he quoted something from francis of assisi which was about saying you should preach the gospel but use words only when absolutely necessary which is actually quite a famous quote of his but it's actually not quite right what he actually said was it's no use walking anywhere to preach unless you're walking is your preaching and i think when you talk about trying to sell philosophies to people, it's very easy to preach to them and say, this is what we're trying, this is what we believe, we think you should believe as well. But actually, the really effective method of selling that idea is by selling it through what you do and demonstrating your philosophy through the actions and the way you deal with customers and the way you deliver your services and the way you, you sort of interact with customers. And I think that's, I think what we try and do by not just saying, oh, this is what we believe, but actually in everything that we do, we try and demonstrate that. Yeah. And I, I think there's also a, a potentially challenging element of all of this. And that is that I, I use the idea of uh, that, that we like to work very much in a partnership and that the challenge is that we are part of that partnership. And there's no question that, that we are working in a commercial environment. So it's very easy to think that, you know, particularly if you look at the, the world we're sitting in at the moment, everybody is desperately trying to help everybody. But it's almost that to be commercial about it is um, is anathema. It, that you, it's supposed to be just, oh, I'm just doing it for the, for the goodness of everybody. And, or and to raise sure, money for the NHS. Well, yeah, but but so that there is a recognition that the NHS needs money to buy things, but somehow the idea of us as individuals needing money or resources to sustain our own lives is 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 something that that's not allowed to be talked about. Unless, and the idea that, that there are other people who it's legitimate who are out there doing good works other than the NHS who need supporting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and ultimately we all need supporting, yeah. and I think it's it's. It, there's been a thing on the news this morning about shock horror that that barbers are are offering to cut your hair and yeah I I can see the I can see the challenges and see the issues there but but ultimately that they are doing that for maybe their own good reasons maybe their own bad reasons maybe I heard of somebody not a barber but somebody who was it was I think it was a nail technician who was offering to do your nails do them through a letterbox <laughs> you know now sounds think, like a bit of youtube marketing to me that <laughs> well maybe may, maybe but i think with all of these things that most of us do go out we you know we're not stuck inside our house even if we're stuck inside our house we're normally with somebody else or often with somebody else and i think that there are elements of interaction now clearly those elements of interaction are massively down but People do need to make progress and, and undoubtedly things are, are moving on and we all need to operate with 
a, I guess, a sense of, dare I say, it, common sense. Yeah. I mean, um, we're, we're getting slightly off the, uh, off well, the subject. Well, of- I'm, I'm thinking so, but, but I'm, I'm not sure we are because I think it all ties in together. And, and that is that, that ultimately we, um, whether we're talking about how you, uh, how you live your life in lockdown or how you live your life in, in a commercial world, that there are, there are realities that, that need to be recognised and we all have responsibilities as well. And, and I think that it's pretty fundamental, but I think it's work, it's operating in a, in a way that you are certainly, yeah, there is an, yes, there is an element of selfishness in that you, you want your own position to be, uh, to be protected and supported, but equally you have a responsibility to protect and support those around you and the people that uh, you're engaging with either directly or indirectly and as I say I think whether that's making a point of trying to ret- maintain social distancing or doing right by somebody when you're providing business services to them at one level doesn't make any difference it's yeah I think I think there are there's two levels of this as well I mean there's somebody it's, it's one scenario where your philosophy is directly entwined with uh, your business and the way that you add value to your customers so your philosophy is basically driving that value and in that case you can very much build that philosophy into your marketing and and that's a lot of what we've talked about around when we were talking uh, about the the sort of the power of why and the Simon the Simon Sinek stuff but there's there's also another scenario where and maybe a little bit like the thing you're talking about here where you have a philosophy on life that actually doesn't directly impact or add value to your business but it is still what drives you so you've got to in some way connect that to your business and in some way make that relevant to your business and I think that's when it can be be more challenging. I'm not sure I would make that distinction quite so clearly I I think that particularly I mean obviously we're talking about being a, a an owner running running your own business that I think you your business is so much part of your life and your life is so much part of your business that the two are very much in, in entwined and I, I think the maybe the focus is slightly different the focus in your business is inevitably more commercial but it doesn't mean that the basic philosophy that you you operate by i think it's a lot easier if you can operate by a, a common philosophy across your whole life and and you're absolutely right and i think there are some and obviously it's more of a challenge if your business and your philosophy are not so connected it's more of a challenge if they are at odds with each other and and that's when the real issues the real issues come in if you can run your business and sort of uh, align it to your philosophy and and do it within that philosophy then that's fine it's when they become in conflict that you can start to have challenge, real challenges but i i think that the issue is that for a lot of businesses that if in doubt the objective of the business is to make money mm. and i think that that, that actually is isn't it's a very simplistic view but it's not a very helpful view because you know why why do you want money what do well, you need it for well ultimately if you go back to what we've been talking about around the infinite game the only reason to make money is to allow you to keep doing what you're doing but but i think it's not just about keep doing what you're doing across your whole life exactly yeah uh, d- uh, and so actually if you can start to see money is is nothing more than the baseline means of exchange and that you can you can move away from that and saying how can your business actually flourish by giving you what you need and in parallel with that giving your customers and your clients 
what they need yeah. um, in a way that really benefits them. Yeah, and I think one of the, the interesting things that will come out of this is obviously over the last few weeks, the normal models of capitalism and the normal rules of capitalism have, have pretty much been put to one side. And it is about how do we create an environment where people can survive and thrive and create an, op- uh, an environment where things can go forward. And actually, the as I say, cap- the, the capitalist rules have been put to one side. I was reading an interesting article about whether they've been superseded or whether they've just been suspended and I think the question is what will happen when this comes out and how much some of these new ways of financing and ways ways of of working will continue or how much we'll just go back to our old worlds of profit is king and it's all about making money which is the sort of the capitalist ideal so yeah I, I think you're right well I, th- I think we need we need to challenge that because I think that's the um I come at Friedman's yeah. capitalist ideal, which is not Adam Smith's capitalist ideal. No, but let's not let's not get into. But yeah, but, but I think that's to some extent we were challenging that with the whole infinite game thing. But I think we have to accept that in many cases the traditional, certainly over the last. 10, 20 years, that has been the model of capitalism. And I agree, it is to some extent, well, no, it, it, it does need to be challenged. And maybe this is the sort of the disruptive in- incident that is going to start to challenge it. I think, yes, you're right, that the next six to 12 months are going to be very interesting because, let's face it, this thing has only really been impacting us for six weeks mm. it's been you know at one level no time at all you know there is the view that what was it that some scary percentage of the people are within three paychecks of the dole queue or three paychecks of the debtor's prison or something we're not even we're not even through the three monthly paychecks yet we're only halfway there yeah. and yet i think the impact of this certainly in a society where such a big part of the economy is driven by hospitality and leisure that is I think inevitably going to be the slower and the the later elements to um, return to some sort of prior normality I think there are going to be a lot of people who are going to the the traditional capitalist approach is is not going to be uh, satisfactory for and and yes I think there is going to be a long-term challenge for for the world really certainly for the western world and, and, and I think hopefully people's reason for, for doing what they do over and above just turning a buck will start to become more sort of acceptable to talk about and, and more sort of in the mix in terms of when we start talking about the economy and why people do things. I think we've, uh, looking at the time, I think it's probably time we started to wind that up. And hopefully that's a, a fairly positive note to wind up on. And, and as normal, we just want to sort of come up with some suggestions as to what you can take out of this and maybe what you should do uh, out on the back of so David, what would your sort of first thought as to what people could do if, if this has resonated with them? I, I think it's one when you start talking about philosophy, it's very easy to go off on one and just have a big world. And we've, we've done it a little bit, little bit today about the big picture. But I think certainly when it comes to uh, your, your business life and your commercial life is I very much feel it's important to focus on the things that you can actually do something about. Mm. So it's, it's easy to wring your hands and say we need to save the world. But most of us are not in our day to day lives going to save the world. But we are all influential in a perhaps more modest way. And I think to be focusing on how you can feel good about uh, having a positive influence on the things that you really can influence within your business and without is it's harder because it's you end up having to do something but i i definitely think that's a it's a positive thing to do 
Yeah. And the thing I would say is just think about what your philosophy is, what it is that, that gets you up in the morning and whether you have to compromise that in your business. And if you do, I mean, if you don't, great. Hopefully that will give you incentive to to go forward and really drive what you're doing. But if you do have to compromise it anyway, anyway think about that and how maybe you could change what you're doing to, to get rid of that compromise. Because I think that if nothing else, it will give you a, a happier and more uh, more fulfilled life. So I think we'll, we'll leave it there. I'd just like to add one, I mean, just to sort of reinforce what I said, I think that philosophization is very much about talking, talking and thinking. And I think what's in the real world Things only happen when people do things. So I think that don't just think about it, but think about how you can act to actually back up what, if you can get a handle, at least to some extent, on what you believe your philosophy is, then how can you act to actually make that part of your life yeah well maybe i should finish because i think it, uh, i'll finish on a, a paraphrase of francis of assisi then and say it's no use having a philosophy unless your life demonstrates that philosophy does that sort of sum up what you're saying yeah but don't don't think too big about and it don't, just, don't, don't overthink it i think is the other yeah area. just li- little steps yeah Okay, well, we'll leave it there. And as usual, if you want to find out more between our podcasts, you'll find previous podcasts on podcast.bsamarketing.com. You'll find posts, and what well, there are a couple of posts this week uh, on this whole subject on our website, bsamarketing.com, on the blog there. And you'll also find us on social media, particularly Twitter and LinkedIn, at BSA Marketing. So until next time, I'll just say goodbye, happy marketing, and stay safe. And bye from me, and uh, hopefully we might have heard some positive words from our glorious leaders by the time we uh, speak again. Mm-hmm.